I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Okay, so, well, today, first of all, I want to start by introducing Christina's new, we don't know what to call her yet. We don't have a title for her. Maybe that could be the social question of the week. That's what I think the social question of the week should be. What should, Christina, it's basically, she's basically Christina's bitch. And she's going to be here to like, you know, like when, when Christina needs a hand. Like Chrissy, the friend turn is more like my bitch, you know? But um, yeah, so psyched to have you here, girl. We're calling her B. B is the chicest name. Um, but um, one fun fact I found out about her when I got here was that her trunk of her car had the word bitch scratched into it uh, when she first bought it, which reminded me of my favorite story. Uh, uh, my brother stole somebody's girlfriend and then the guy carved faggot bitch <laughs> into the hood of his car, which I'm sorry is to, I think in my personal opinion, the funniest thing that someone can carve onto your little brother's car because it's so ignorant and crazy and like so indicative of the act of keying someone's car. I want to ask our guest today, Neve Shulman of Catfish. What would be like your biggest nightmare of someone scratching something in your car? What would be the worst thing someone could scratch on your car? Um, 
Well, I I would just say initially the scratching of, of my car itself would probably be enough, which to really upset you. Well, that's the thing. Like, who cares what they write? Well, no, because you do have to. Yeah, right. No, you're right. You have to. A lot to, of people right. care what they're. Um, <laughs> uh, you know how hard I laughed when my brother and I pulled up to buy a Christmas tree with faggot bitch <laughs> written on yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know what could be. I mean, that's that's at once the best and worst thing someone could write because it's both hilarious. It's to some so degree. crazy. Right. It's a, such a crazy fucking thing to do, um, and so high school and just. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I dark mean, comedy for sure, but it's it's definitely layered. Yeah. <laughs> Hard <laughs> to beat that. <laughs> um, so I want to start off today with the game I made up. Sometimes they make up fun games. Maybe um, cunt. That oh, would suck. Cunt, yeah. That's like such a just like even just people having to see that word makes them like it makes people really uncomfortable. <laughs> That would make me, I actually would love if I came out and cunt was scratching. I like, that's like, you earn that. Like, yeah. like you earn, I'd be proud to earn that. That's, that would be like one of probably my greatest accomplishments now that I think about it. Well, now I know what to do when I Because you'd really have to like, yeah. that's like ruin someone's credit score, like get their right. house taken away, like their pets are like put in a shelter, like that's you really do something i mean not that i could never do that but that that's like it's like winning an oscar i guess wow yeah it's definitely a resume worthy yeah uh, special skills yeah um okay so i made up a game that's super fun this is a new game yeah it's a new game for today yeah i'm gonna do it with you and then i'm gonna do it with our next guest um we're gonna see how it goes it might be a nightmare but i spend a lot of time thinking about things that i'm afraid of and my fears and um I made a list of 50 things. She did it with me, like, just to test it out. And I learned that I have a lot of fears that yeah. I never thought about. So Good. I think Let's that you it. can learn a lot about someone from their fears. And so we're going to play this game. It's kind of like... But how can you know you're afraid of something if you don't know you're... Like, if by someone asking you a question. You'll see her okay. questions okay. kind of, like, bring up a context within that fear I where see. it would be. Yeah. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Game is, do you fear that answers yes or no okay one deep space no two fire no three food and countries you've never been to no four the dark yeah five unexpectedly seeing a naked adult no six clowns no seven sleeping alone no. I mean, just the, just sleeping in a bed by myself? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Getting caught talking to yourself in the car. Like by someone pulling up to me next to, like, mm-hmm. no, I don't, no. Okay. Little person porn. Again, I, I, I've never been exposed to it, but uh, I think I'm okay with it. So no, I do not fear that. Germs. No. Saying a new word out loud for the first time. Yeah, sure. I mean, in in front of people. If yeah, yeah, I'm not sure how to say it. Sure. Yeah, the idea that you might be the only I mean, person fear, in your friend. fear is a strong word to describe right. that feeling. But, but okay, yes. Yeah, there's right. like you know dread. Things, yeah, a little bit sense of sense dread. Yeah, sure. The idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw. No. 
First dates? No. Finding out you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life? No, I would be happy to find out. Me too. <laughs> so I'm if like there was like an dying answer, yeah. for like, a diagnosis. Please. Yeah. I was like for years. I was like, please just tell me yeah. I'm like super autistic or possibly retarded. Like, please, please just tell. Like that is such. Diagnose like, me. Yeah, give it to me. Um, watching mold grow on nature shows. No. What you'll see when you look in the mirror. Do I fear what I'll see? No. Lena Dunham's success. Well, I don't know if if I if fear is the right word for that, but there's definitely that that her success definitely brings something up. Feelings, feelings, for you. yeah, strong feelings. Want to explore that? Maybe late after the game. Okay, cool. We'll talk about it. Uh, yes, then maybe the answer is yes. Phobophobia, aka a fear of developing phobias. No. Dancing in public. No. Singing in public. Yeah, I guess. Missing out on events slash parties. Yeah. Having to go to events slash parties. Sometimes. The idea that you might be a fraud. Yes. That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid. I've never considered that. I do not fear that mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected. I, the, the humor in that is that's usually what happens to me. So I, I don't no, I don't think that's a fear of mine. Do you hold it against people when they do? No, because it's spelled wrong. Oh. I mean, my nick, my nickname Neve is not spelled phonetically. It's, it's unclear. So it looks like Nev. So I can't blame them for calling me that. But if they, it's just hilarious because they come up to me like, oh my God, I'm such a huge fan of your show, Nev. And I'm just like, really? Because I say my name in the show as does right. everyone else. Like, how do you not notice that? I but, wonder but, if like Nev Campbell gets called Neve. Well, that, well, well, what's fucked up is that she spells her name Neve. Yeah. yeah. So she took Neve, she took the spelling Neve and left me with, I mean, I, there's a whole story. I had an, a line you over the fucked. E. Well, I had a line over the E, <laughs> right. a straight line when I was in like first grade and I wrote it. And and that was cool Sheik. for a while. Yeah. And then everything moved from handwriting to type to computers, and there was no easy way to type that character, so it just got lost. Now, of course, there is a way, and you can hold the e down, and it gives you an option. But like, no one knows how to do that. Right. So so, and it just looks like Nev. No. Okay. I, can't, I don't blame people. It's okay. Uh, spending a week straight in Times Square. Yes. Contracting. I do it often. It's, yeah. it's the worst. Contracting an STD. Yeah. Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. I mean, I've come to terms with that fear. It's, uh, you know, I can deal with it. Going through TSA. Well, I'm global entry pre-check, so I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty smooth with that. I love uh, how. I mean, I've got my travel game down tight. (laughs) I mean, I travel a lot, so like I know what shoes I can and can't wear, and what belts will beep, and like I got it down. Do you have like a packing method? You're like George Clooney, and up in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know exactly how to travel now. Okay. So TSA for me is no no big whoop. Oh, okay. I've been I've I've been sent to pre-check the last three times I've flown. Just flown, well, so just I guess you know. if I have a fear of TSA, it's it's 
for some reason, not getting pre-check. I usually leave very little time between when I arrive at the airport and the and the air and the departure time. So you don't like to give yourself Hudson News time? No. Okay. I hate Hudson News. Oh wow! All right. Well, that's where we really, really differ. Um, right. Because I'm. It's just all, I speak passionately about. It's nothing. It's just like a store filled with nothing. Wow, that's actually weird. Because I, it's like everything that I, <laughs> I want. Um, the only thing I need from Hudson News is a bottle of water, maybe a clouds neck pillow. Because I, I, I like okay. to refresh those. I bet you blow frequently. through those. I right? blow through those. Yeah. And maybe Is that your big occasionally if I'm really like indulging like a candy bar. Okay. Never a mag? Never. Why? You I don't know. Like I'm not magazine? a magazine guy. Why? Anyway, all right, let's keep going. Okay. Uh, needles? I don't fear needles, no. What's in tap water? No, I love strange drinking water. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family? I mean, yeah, I guess that, that, sure. Sunday nights? Not anymore. Okay. But just because I have no, because. Free time. Well, so no, there's like... no distinction for me really between what nights what, because I don't, my job is not right. Monday to Friday. It's just sort of, you're on, you're off, you're on, you're off. So every night's sort of just another night. Got you. Um, that you have bad. Except, except maybe that like everyone, I know everyone's going to be watching certain things like Sunday night's TV night. Right. And so like and since I don't really participate in that culture, I always feel like, oh, God, what am I missing? Is everyone like sitting down with their loved you ones? You have TV FOMO on Sunday I nights? guess so. Yeah. Oh, damn. All right. Interesting that you fear that. Um, OK, that you have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you. Um, I'm already pretty self-conscious about that. Not because I think it. Well, I mean, I have body odor like anybody if if, if I don't. To take the necessary, you know, precautions, steps sure. to to keep it under control. So, but yeah, sure, that's something. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't really care if other people would would or wouldn't tell me. I just don't want them to smell me. Right. <laughs> totally. Because if they can smell it, I can smell it. I know right, it's right. there. Yeah. I find that depressed people are often uh, balmy. I'm pretty fresh. I just um, took a shower. Okay. Every morning. Nice. Um, commitment. Uh, I don't think so. Becoming homeless? Mm, no. Change? No. Accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker? No. I mean, if I can fall in love, I don't care who it's with. <laughs> okay. Vomiting? No. Bugs? Yeah, I'm not a... I don't like bugs. Being yeah. fisted? Uh, yeah. <laughs> for Just for health reasons, I... Just, uh, yeah. Unusually good-looking people? Did you say unusually good-looking people? Yeah, like really, like exceptionally good-looking people. Specimens. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have a strange sort of intimidation fear of that. Got it. Uh, the dentist? No, I'm okay with the dentist. Death? No. Knowing what your hot dog is actually made of? 
No, I love Dirty Water Dogs. Crying in public? Letters. Crying in public. Uh, I don't know if I, it's a fear. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay with that. Being with the girl who's crying in public in a personal setting, not like on the show or something. Right. Uh, yeah, I think every guy is like afraid of being perceived in some kind of totally negative way when they're with a girl who's upset. Yeah, that that fucking that'll set a guy off. He doesn't like. Yeah, a lot of guys don't like that. No, it's just like awkward. It's yeah. I, I just I just don't want. Pe- I mean, whether or not I'm des- it's deserved or or my fault. If it's not, or if it's not something like bad, it just looks bad, or yeah, that's that, uh, yeah. Like what other people think of the situation, right? Because you happening. know, everyone's like, "Oh boy, what a what a dick," you know, like <laughs> what a fucking jerk. What did uh-huh. he do? What did he say? He cheated on her. He like he's dumping her in right, public. Right, yeah, right. People cry at brunch all the time. Brunch, like that yeah. is the most cried at meal, I think. Saturday brunch or Sunday brunch? Sunday brunch. Because there is a Saturday brunch. Yeah, yeah, there is. What We should talk about that later. Okay. Just, but I, I want to make that, sure we understand the difference. No, because I, I think Sunday is like the, the accumulation of right, the weekend sure. nights out. Like probably you're tired, two, you're hungover. Right. Yeah, two like blowout nights and on Sunday morning like some shit was said maybe the night before in a moment of drunkenness. Shouldn't have taken those fireball shots. Ugh, never should have taken those. And, uh... Next thing you know, yeah. Okay. Being arrested for a murder that you didn't commit? Yes. Heights? Who doesn't? Uh, uh, Yeah, I guess so. But I I have an interest. I mean, I'm okay with them. But I definitely get like, you know, I don't know. Is it vertigo or not really vertigo? I get like weak in the knees. Yeah. But like I'll jump out of an airplane like I'm okay with that. Right. Um or like I'll cliff jump. It takes me a minute to like get my guts and, w- and wits about me, but I'll do it. Yeah. Like into a, you know, water, I'll like jump off. That's a, awesome. Yeah. I've always wanted to go skydiving. I like thrills like that. Um the idea that your worst enemy might be right about you? No, I don't think about that. Okay, last one. Birds. No. Who's afraid of birds? Oh, lots of people. Lots of people. That's yeah. why the movie was called The Actually, Birds. Actually, I do know someone who. <laughs> yeah, is, my friend, my friend Bethany in high school, like, bas- like, could not deal. Um, well, yeah, but there's there the movie Birds could have also been called The Rabbits, and like it could have been about a like a thousands and thousands of rabbits coming at like anything in in organized groups. Right. Trying to kill you is scary. <laughs> the That's squirrels. True. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, no matter how cute and adorable it is. Yeah, but I think that, like, you know, that is kind of what, like, Sharknado's about. No one's actually afraid of that. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that that feature film. I didn't see it either. I'm just guessing. I'm just trying. I'm just. (laughs) We should brush up because isn't there a second one that came out? Trying to pin. There's a third one coming out. I've seen seen both. Oh, okay. Um, It's, yeah. We should do a a Sharknado weekend marathon. Yeah. In in leading up to the new, the third. Yeah. That's hard. That's probably true. We Let's write that down so we don't forget. Maybe we can make that the Let's please advise challenge date. of the week. Yeah. Is get and then I also, if you do watch them, I want you to send me an essay. Okay. That you wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for everyone, not just you. Um, I want essays. Ask please advise at gmail dot com. Um, okay, so you are here at a kind of interesting time because you just 
posted something that right. I, that I you know I believe you said you feel is was kind of like blown out of proportion now no, that it's all yeah no I not really I mean for maybe for a few minutes people were were sort of theor, theorizing and and conjecturing I just right. made a sort of vague post on my social media platforms indicating that like yeah, I need a I needed to like take some time to heal. Right. And like go off the grid and take a break. Um, I needed some help. But like I didn't I didn't even consider when I wrote that because I know that I'm not in, like a drug addict or an alcoholic or like in any kind of health crisis. Right. Physical health crisis, so I just didn't even occur to me that that would come across as like, "Oh, Neve's going to rehab." Right. Which of course was to some small degree what some people thought. Enough yeah. to like, I got a Google alert today from like a couple small newspapers, articles, probably, you know, online newspapers. Right. Saying like, is Neve Shulman going to rehab? Ooh, yeah. Right. Which is kind of good. Like, hey, great. It works for everybody else, right? Rumors and shit. <laughs> totally. Actually, that reminds me, you guys can buy my pre sale for my ebook, The Alcoholic Bitch Who Ruined Your Life, is going up in a couple of days. It's going to be officially drops on May 12th. And um, right. the alternate title for that is rumors and shit. Yeah, rumors and shit. Um, actually, that's not a bad subtitle. Um, I might steal that from you. Um, subtitle by Neve Shulman. I'll have to, I'll give you credit. Um, but yeah, uh, what, so what led you to like having this like moment? What was the, like the culmination of it? Um, I mean, there was definitely like, a mo- I mean, I don't know if it was a moment, but there was sort of a three-day kind of, I mean, there's years and there's, there's years I could go back and just sort of now kind of in, looking back, see things and understand things. But just th- this last week, um, I was sort of presented or I put myself in a situation um, with a with a relative stranger, um, someone who I had only known for a few days, who um, sort of became a very quick sort of new fast friend, and I was really excited about it. And I think I was also ridiculously um, projecting that this person could sort of be my next romantic partner, right. and that somehow I was gonna. Then you know if this was going to be like some magical romance, right? Because of the circumstances that led into it, it was very you know we like we met on Twitter for a few days before, and then she was going to come to the states anyway for a friend's wedding, and so I was oh, like, oh, this is great, right? Oh yeah, from Australia, and I was like, oh my god, and she, and because she, in the the days leading up to before we met on Twitter, she had like been thinking about me because she wanted to read my book and then she saw me on a catfish marathon and then like she tweeted about me and then I immediately like followed her she's like whoa this is crazy like somehow that and because whatever a lot of weird things seemingly kind of throughout through the universe brought us together and and I so I was like oh wow this is great this is going to be the perfect thing I've got a week off she's got this week let's do it um and over the course of the, f- the four or three or four days that we spent together, uh, you know, very, very quickly, you know, became clear that it was not going to be any kind of romantic. Right. You know, d- sort of dream fantasy. You, know, you just didn't like romance. get along or like it was No, no, like- no, we got along. Um, she's just, 
she was just a lot more sensitive and aware and like honest and direct than I was prepared for. Got it. And so instead of, so despite my best efforts to sweep her off her feet and like totally manipulate the situation into being my kind of dream fantasy week long romance, she very quickly was like, this is not real life. Who are you? You don't really think you can like deal with your, like you've got some weird expectations and, and issues that I can help you try to understand if you want, but like this isn't going to turn into anything that you, like I don't know what you thought this was going to be, but it's not going to be that. Okay. Um, that sucks. To, well, that so can't sucks. be easy to hear. Right. So that was really hard. And then that, you know, getting sort of rejected, quite frankly, sent me into like a tailspin because it meant that I had to actually f- deal with all of the like issues I was having or not dealing with. Um, and so she really like kind of held my hand slash like pulled me <laughs> toward dealing with those things. And and it was just, you know, I don't know if you've ever had this, but like to have a s- relative stranger right. who, who, who knows nothing of you or your history and only sort of knows me from my TV show. Right. And was a huge fan and really expected me to be this like very happy, wonderful person tell you like, well, you're actually not that person. I mean, you, I am to some extent, but then no, I, I, I mean, also have you, a whole nother side and, no and one, layers and layers of my, right. It's actually impossible, I think, to be 100% bare on camera. Like everyone, right. if you know cameras on you, it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at it. And you are the host of the show. Right, so. and, and I think I do I do a good job of showing more of my emotions and, and being as real as I can be. Totally. Um, but sh- just to have her analyze and sort of reflect back at me what she saw in, in this brief period of time, made it very clear that um, I, I'm not paying attention to myself as much as I need to be and struggling more than I'm willing to admit because, I, you know, everything is so great, right? I mean, I've got this great TV show and this great career and I'm right. busy and I've got new projects I'm developing and, like, I never have to stop and I can keep going and, like, I can do whatever I want all the time. But I'm never actually enjoying it or really sure if it's what I want to be doing and you know I got I just broke up a few months ago with my girlfriend and I that was a whole crazy long thing that I haven't dealt with and so I just I've got like a backlog of feelings and emotions and issues that I haven't wanted to really look at that she kind of made me look at and all of a sudden I just sort of like deflated I, I got really sad and realized that like I can't kind of keep putting this off and running away from this stuff right if I, I mean, if I do, I know that it, moment. it's only going to get worse, and yeah. then I'll really do something bad. Yeah. So before it got really bad, I was like, I need a chance. I need to deal with this stuff. That's which, great. Which for me just means like initially, sort of chilling out, because I haven't like chilled out. Like I can't even, like, I can't even take a yoga class or like lay on the beach for an hour without stressing that I'm not I should be somewhere else doing something else like I I just can't it's that feeling of being like I don't know if you felt this way when you were in school like of being a student where you're like I could always be studying like I'm not still like I every minute that I'm watching tv or like doing something idle like that pressure by the way is like I experience that I feel that too it's hell like I if I could like rid myself of one thing that I panic about it would be that like 
because then you can't do more at a certain point because you're panicking about it. Well, you, and you can't do anything well if you're just thinking and worrying about the other things you're not doing. Right. So even, you know, it just, it just gets in the way of doing anything. I guess that's just anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never really taken the time to, to think about it. So I'm, that's what I'm doing. You should get on those Xanadus, dude. Xanax. It's not, a bad, it's not a bad idea. Chinese herbs. I take a lot of Chinese herbs. They're really good for anxiety, moving energy. Mm-hmm. I'm being dead serious. Yeah. I, I would suggest you take a trip to Dragon Herbs and talk to them about that because maybe an herb regimen would be good. Okay. Do you do vitamins? No. No? Why? You eat, your, you eat all your vitamins? I, I, I think I have a relatively healthy intake of food and... Well, no, we we asked what your fave snacks were, and I was like, dude, this guy eats like a model. Like, what is going on? You well, mean, like, you didn't I mean, ask me what my favorite you, snacks this, are. Like, it's like I didn't know. I asked your assistant, but I mean, this this to me is what Gigi Hadid eats. That super fresh thin. fruit. Yeah, it's not like that's all I eat. <laughs> it's not all you eat. <laughs> would you? Would have you? You've been happier if I had requested like. Cheetos and and no, like, like Snickers bars, large and large. I want pet. a milkshake and a burger. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I we, eat burgers. I, I yeah, okay. That is such a Gigi Hadid answer. <laughs> um, love that about you. Um, I'm. I'm gonna uh, get some of that fruit now that you got. I'm a monster. Okay, I'm dipping my apple in honey. I'm still not Jewish. Is it good? What's the appeal of apples and honey? That's organic honey, by the way. Just really? Why I am. Christina's Delicious. a beekeeper in her free time. Um, no, actually, you would have something like that, Christina. Let's what are these? Real. Are these chocolate covered almonds? Yeah. Dark chocolate. Love it. <laughs> Christina, again, was up at dawn. <laughs> she, Picking the apples fresh from the orchard to she goes she drove to the Santa Monica Pier to buy my boyfriend cotton candy for an I episode. couldn't think of a place that would have cotton candy that I could get before he loves noon. cotton candy wow yeah and you googled it that was well I I used to live on the west side and I used to walk the Santa Monica Pier a lot so sure. I knew that they would have someone open at like six seven I mean really at, that early at, no, no 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 at like nine ten. That You're way. fucking lying. I woke up at you six. went at like four. No, no. <laughs> You're fucking lying. I know you did. No. <laughs> no, that's CC was fresh. a good point. I never really think about it, but like, where do you get cotton candy on the average day? Yeah, these oh, are yeah, the you, questions you that I have to consider that. as no, the no, producer. No, no. Uh, and the honey. I feel like this is going to be so sweet. No, twist. Oh, oh, twist? No, no, just to get it so it doesn't drip, right? Oh, okay. Twist. Okay. okay, now you got it. You got it. You got All right. That's your first apple and honey, huh? Not for me. Not for you. No, I like. I just like the apple. Well, Not for me. They are obviously standalone delicious things, but interesting. Chewing directly into the mic. Probably going to get some letters about that. That's okay. Um, mouth noises. Well, thank you guys. You guys did a really good job getting me snacks, delicious snacks. Well, we try to make um, we try to make things healthy and accommodating here at Please Advise, and um. Yeah, but I was I we keep the water room temp. You set half of your apple slice down. Yeah, because I wanted to stop making mouth noises into the thing. Come on, finish it. I can edit out the mouth noises if necessary. No, leave them in. Okay. So basically, like you're fine is what you're saying. You just need to work on some shit. Um. 
I'm okay. But I needed to take time because I was right on the edge. Like I was bursting at the seams Mm -hmm. and I couldn't, I was having a really hard time controlling my emotions. So I don't think I am suited at, at this moment to help other people with their emotional issues. I mean, I have more catfish episodes to film and I want to do my job and I want to help people. But like, I, I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, you, um, are in production on the show right now. So does that mean that you're going to take a production is going to take a break or something? Yeah, we're going to take a little break. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Max wouldn't go on without you. No, I think we need we need our partnership intact for the success of the show. So you and Max like know you definitely come off as lovers on the show, right? I'm always surprised to hear that, but yeah, I mean, I know there's there there's plenty of, plenty of rumors about us. Yeah, I mean, obvious. I I know I know they're not true, but I will. I'll, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I've uh, vined some glances between the two of you back when I was vining glances and i was like kind of loving this uh yeah extreme is, i mean there is love there is he your is he your absolute like i mean at this point is he your best friend definitely yeah he knows the most about you mm-hmm. i mean we've spent a lot of time together for the last three years yeah i mean that's it we've talked about this on the show before but you really get to know someone when you travel with them and that's kind of like a big aspect of being on on the catfish production yeah i mean when you eat every meal together Right. And when you have to like wake up at the same time and sit. I mean, we are together all day mm-hmm. when we're shooting. I mean, How we do sit you... in the car. We sit at restaurants. We sit, you know. You are in a lot of rural places, though. Like, how are you de- dealing with this road food? Because I would like, I'd be like, I can't, not to be a snob, but like, I never want to go to a Cracker no, Barrel in my life. I mean, I, I actually sort of recently um, wrote a short essay okay. about eating on the road for um, a website called attention uh, att.com which is which is a cool website I think people would enjoy it's um, it's an organization or, or really it's a it's a media outlet now that specifically trying to engage and inform people our age about important issues um, cultural social political issues um, and break down the kind of break through the noise and to sort of help Help you founder. understand what's going on. Um, two young guys named Jarrett and Matthew, who are good friends. And anyway, so I do a lot of work with them. And if you if you care about what's going on in in the world <laughs> and in the country, like they're a good place to start for information on how you can like, you know, what you need to know and how you can help. If you care about the world, <laughs> well, and what's going on in the um not everybody does yeah i i know that i know that's true I know anyway that's so true. yeah eating on the road is tough cracker barrel uh-huh. there's always one thing there's like one thing you can find at almost any restaurant that's doable in terms of if you're trying to eat you know a nutritious meal right but you have to get really good at at, at no matter what you're ordering no matter what restaurant you absolutely always have to say no butter, no cheese. Not to say that I'm like an anti-butter cheese guy. Like I will eat it in, you know, in moderation. But on the road, no matter how healthy something sounds, if you don't say that, it will come cooked in a pool of butter covered in cheese. Mm-hmm. 
things that you wouldn't even imagine could have those things on them. Like, like oh, yeah, I'll have the steamed broccoli. Right. And then it comes in a bowl, and on the bo- at the bottom of the bowl is like a just a, a puddle of greasy cheese. Totally. Oily cheese. And then on top is like Parmesan, like just... Uh, oh, that's not on the menu. It doesn't say that it's covered in cheese, but they, oh, it's oh sure, but everything is right. I mean, don't you want cheese on everything? Okay, but here's the cue: Were you always this health conscious, or do, are is this? Do you think that you because this is like I'm noticing just. No, like, but as I got older, as I Gigi became Hadid, right? As I got a little bit more mature, and uh, for sure, moving to California mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. And I had a girlfriend who was very health conscious totally like yeah i, I don't want to yeah i want to put good fuel into my body okay. i think also as you get older your body just can't process things no. yeah i mean i can, get, like I can still get away with eating whatever i want but like i know that when i eat good food i feel good and right. i think better okay and if i'm eating a gross heavy you know cheesy meal like i need two or three hours after that to chill out because my body is like in shutdown mode yeah. Like I don't like my your body needs to use so much energy to process unhealthy things. So rather than feeling energized and like good after eating, your body is like diverting energy away from all your vital organs totally. to like help your stomach process the shit you just put inside of it. I try to only buy um vegetables when i go to the grocery store like for food oh, yeah. because i'm like if i cook them and have them around like then bok I'll eat choy them. i bet you like bok choy uh i i do i don't <laughs> uh i don't really like know about it enough i don't really so, either yeah uh i do a lot of brussels sprouts Ooh, yeah but yeah. that's another one brussels you order brussels sprouts at almost any restaurant in america right now bacon and it's, and it's coming with bacon and it's going to be fried and it's going to probably have cheese on it or in it it's like right. Whatever happened to just tasting the deliciousness of food without right. having to like cheat by like yeah you can make something delicious and guarantee pleased customers if you if you soak it in bacon fat and like cover it in cheese right but like who who wins in the end and you also I mean it, I think that some uh, most people don't go out to eat as much as you do that's also true so right I, yeah that's they true. like go you know they go people cook more but yeah. Um, or, yeah, or, or let's just be honest, eat more cereal. Dude, do you – I'm so, like, gel that you get to be out in real America. Like, some of the places that you go, like, never in my life. Like, will I be in some fucking random-ass farm town? Right. no. With, like – I mean, like, some of the places you go are bleak. And by the way, want to point out, the catfish never answers the first door. Never, Right. They always come. It's 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 always the second door. Like they come out some side door. There was yeah no. There was definitely. I think it was mostly season two. Yeah. Where we were. And and this wasn't like something that I was part of. Right. But there was definitely I think a, a number of episodes where the where the producers were like, that's the door. Right. Because I don't know. I mean I I you know it's like okay this is the house but occasionally they'd be like hey I think. It's better, whether it's because we don't want to be standing on the sidewalk because it's like a busy street and it's noisy or like, so they would send me to a specific door to knock on. And then of course it would, and I don't know if they were doing it on purpose or not right. because it was dramatic. No, but then of look, course it would turn out to be the other door. Right. If how manufactured that is, I don't care. I don't care if you have spent the last five days partying with the person who's on the other end oh, of that yeah. door. I eat that shit up because 
Same thing with Real Housewives. Like those bitches don't hang out. Like right. what? Like I, I get, I get it. But I, I like those. I think I was telling you earlier. I think they are some of the most important modern romance stories that are being shown. And even though they aren't always successful, I kind of, you know, I, I don't like movies with happy ends that much, you know. And like, and then it's, you know, sometimes they feel like bummed out when like. They have a conversation and they come to like a healing place. Like, I'm like, no, I would be fucking pissed. I would never see that person again. Yeah. Did you intentionally abbreviate endings to happy ends? Yeah. You did. That was a choice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, sometimes I black out when I talk. To uh, you, look, so I, I, I agree with you that the stories on Catfish are a really sort of necessary exploration of what romance has become. Because while there's still a huge swath of the population going on blind dates and meeting people right. in bars, like more and more, and, and at this point probably the majority of people are meeting on the internet. And there's a whole new language and there's a whole new expect, set of expectations and rules about what that looks like yeah and i and it's and what's so interesting is like that's what i've been doing for the past four years and yet last week i met a girl on twitter who i mentioned before right and and though she's verified and and we texted and then skyped right away like in the three days before i or four days before like i met her in person i am completely guilty of feeling that sort of intense exciting attraction that I think you can only get through a, a, like an internet relationship because she's far away. She's this sort of mysterious person. And yet I can, I can like sit on my phone and look at pictures of her and I can read things about her and I can watch videos of her. And I feel like I'm getting this very intense, intimate exchange, right. even, you know, just because she's texting me just because I'm consuming her. You know what I mean? She's I'm like watching the the Tully show right now. Right. Even though she doesn't necessarily know it. Like that's the that's the trouble is that you can you know, whereas you had to go on dates before to actually spend time with someone and get to know them, now you just Google search their name and you can spend hours and hours like obsessing over them. Totally. Um and and developing I don't Google people, is that rude? You don't Google people? I think I like feel like it's invasive. Well, like... that's interesting. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. Like, yeah. is it or isn't it? I mean, I, I personally, like, I don't even like to listen to the calls before we hear them because I just, I like to have genuine, like, reactions to things. Well, I'm the same way I on the show. I feel cheated of it. Plus, like, also, yeah. And also, like, you know, like, what is there, what is Googling someone ever led to anything fucking good? <laughs> no, I agree. And yeah, I agree. I just like I feel like I've been burned by it like too many times, so I just I can't even go there. Well, if people like, you, Google I you, mean, you do that for a living. What happens when people Google you? <laughs> um, I mean, I feel that they see probably a lot of stuff that I'm okay is out there. Like, but I've been writing personally on the internet since I was 11 years old. I've been blogging for 20 years, so I like there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, ugh, God, being young is like so tragic. Like, what is more tragic and embarrassing than like? being alive sometimes like so um there's a little bit of that but like yeah i just and also i i don't know not into it yeah well you didn't used to be able to 
conveniently search someone and learn all about their history and past experiences and relationships. You have to just talk to them about it. Right. So I think people are talking less, you know, or in any kind of meaningful way. Yeah. In place of extremely high volume communication in a very insignificant way. Have you which which creates a very salt, a false sense of intimacy, and, and and very quickly too. Right, absolutely. Right, no, absolutely. That's the whole. I mean, I was obsessed with chat, um, chat rooms and message boards for years, and like felt right. like I knew those people um, that would regularly show up to the same. And it's it's not right real. Um, I definitely think that I was. Um, <laughs> I have a guy that's been reading my blog since I was like twenty. And his email handle is Torch Anderson. And for like 11 years, I believed that his real name was Torch Anderson until I said it out loud to one of my friends. And I was like, oh, yeah, that guy Torch Anderson emailed me something about like Amanda Knox. And um, she was like, wait, do you think his real name is Torch Anderson? And I was like, like, yeah, why wouldn't it be? Well, maybe Anderson, but. The torch part, I think, is... No, like, I mean, for most people, that would be a dead giveaway, but I just, I'm, I assume everyone's telling the truth all the time. Like, <laughs> I I don't, I, I was raised to believe it's wrong to lie, so I'm shocked when people do it. Did you see the episode where we were investigating a girl whose name on Facebook was like, it was like Sarah Nonaya? That, at least that's how, that's what me and Max thought because we're so naive. But we were saying her last name wrong, which was Nunya. Uh-huh. Which apparently is a word that people use online, like Nunya business. Uh-huh. And so the whole time we were like, who is this Nonaya chick? And then, of course, we okay. understood that it was Nunya. <laughs> but, like, you're right. No one uses their real names necessarily. And we're naive to think that they do. I had to have seen that. up. I watch everyone. I'm addicted. It's like, it's my, uh, I don't believe in guilty pleasures, but right. it's the closest to one that I probably have. But why? I do why, know, why shouldn't it just be something that you love? I Yeah, that's the thing is that I think or that. Or do you watch it like on in an unhealthy way? Um, it's, I, I feel that way about, I feel, I gen, feel genuine love for like real housewives, but it's at the same time, it's like, I know it's not. Well, that show is bad for you. Yeah, I you guess. Should, you should feel bad about that. There is there there's moves being made on catfish. That is true. But Lisa Rinna um, threw a wine glass at Kim Richards and lunged at her like she was going to choke her. So I don't know if that means anything to you. But I have a friend who's filming the Real Housewives of, of Orange County right now. Oh, like he's working on the crew, or he's a it's a woman who's a Real oh. Housewife. Oh, chic. That's one of the my mom loves those. I I've yeah. never done that. I've never one. even seen the show, but. How do you? But know I'm a big fan of Andy Cohen. B loves it. Oh yeah, I think Andy Cohen's a genius. I want to go to watch What Happens Live like more than I want to live another month of my life. I've been on that show as a really? guest twice. Oh wow, super jolly. Who were you uh, with? One time I was on with. Um, I'm probably not going to remember his name, but if I describe him awkwardly enough for a period of time, I guess you'll. Let's see who can get him first. Um, he's 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 very handsome. He, I think he's got blue eyes, dark hair. I can't remember if he was on like a vampire show, but he's like a big heartthrob. Ian Somerhalder? Yep, you got it. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Ian Somerhalder. And then and then you guys will help me with this one, like next one too. She was she was a former model. 
who wrote a, a book or two about like the Hamptons or something. Um, and she may have even been a real housewife at one point, but oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Who wrote a book called like the Hamptons or something or some, some Hamptons book anyway. But yeah, I'm a big fan. Well, I'm not going to spend the rest of my day wondering about that now. I'm Googling I'm totally, it. Okay, Christina's Googling <laughs> it. Or if you just search Neve. Okay. This is so hypocritical of me because I normally, I just said that I normally well, don't like to Google. But you're not Googling. I guess that's true. You, you're, sta- you're staring true to That's your... like having someone else. Uh, oh, right. Kelly Ben Simone. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Chic. Was she nuts? We got along great. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any any romantic What's my description? Vibes? I thought it might have been her, but I wasn't completely sure. I didn't know I whether she about, had written, I forgot written a about book Kelly. or anything. But yeah, were there romantic Accurate. vibes with you and Kelly Bensmon? Oh, there were. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, Did you guys I mean, do that, it. Uh, I think she's married. <laughs> oh, okay. She? No, she's not. She's, she's not. she's divorced from photographer right. Joe Bensmon. Right. Um, so you were a photographer. That's how this whole fucking I was, thing started, yeah. right? I, w- I was. You were d- photographing dance, which mm-hmm. is like I think uh, I would. This is not something I would expect. I mean, I guess people photograph dance. Like right. I just that was my thing for a long time. That would never occur to me. Why dance? Um, I grew up dancing. Okay. You know, in a in a serious way, but not in any kind of like professionally trained, um, official way. Like I, I danced as part of sort of a youth troupe, um, okay. performing and you know practicing and really doing it, but not. I was never like formally trained. Right? Was it like modern dance, hip hop dancing? It was. It was a sort of a mishmash. It was like hip hop, modern jazz, sort of a little bit of ballroom. I took modern dance as a yeah. child. I did. Yeah. For many years. Continue. Anyway, and then and then I, uh, through a series of events, m- mostly as a result of my father, got introduced to the world as a teen- as a college student, got introduced to the world of contemporary ballet through New York City Ballet. Oh, hey. look who it is. It's Nick the Roommate. Nick the Roommate. This is uh, this is Neve. So you started out life as a dancer. And oh then right. So then I got then I got really into <laughs> contemporary ballet as right. as a sort of spectator. Um, uh-huh. And as I and I was introduced to a lot of the dancers who at that time were you know we were all sort of the same age, nineteen twenty years old. And I was so blown away by their talent and the fact that they all had these amazing careers as world class performers, living in New York City and you know, going to work every morning and then at the, at, at the end of the day, like performing at Lincoln Center. It's just like this, it's just such an amazing job. And the, with an orchestra and the costumes and it's just like, wow, how cool to, to do that. And so basically I was just like, I want to be a part of that however I can. And at the time, I was running a small production company doing mostly like wedding and bar mitzvah documentaries and, and photography. And so I just said to them, I want to help. Let me know. I'll take pictures. I'll make videos. I'll re- I'll film rehearsals, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I just started 
hanging out with them and taking pictures and and making short films and ended up getting some jobs and we made a big an amazing film project with New York City Ballet that for PBS and like we you know turned into a whole thing which of course then turned into a, a, a newspaper printing one of my photos which led me to Catfish yep. and like so it all kind of snowballed Okay, so I I've always been very much of the opinion that I really don't I don't care how much of the movie w- was exactly how we saw it. Um, a lot of like you know a lot of people there's I don't know I think you guys have made some acknowledgement of what was real and what was brought in after in oh, a way oh, right. Well, technically no because there there's no acknowledgement of anything other than like the movie is. A totally accurate representation with the exception of all the things we just didn't have time to put in the movie right of what happened there was no post event like filling in we didn't go back and manipulate or shoot or recreate anything why do you think so many people are questioned that because it's ridiculous yeah that this thing happened to me and then i happened to share an office with filmmakers who were intuitive enough to start filming it right who were then able to artfully craft my story into an exceptional documentary film and pair it with the right producers to get it into Sundance and have it get sold like a zillion things had to happen in perfect sequence for that to work out that that you could never predict or try totally and so like yeah I get it like it's a hard story to believe but it but but it doesn't really even matter if you do or not like people who are wrapped up in wondering if it's real or not are missing the point right how mentally ill is Angela? I have no idea. You have no idea. Like, that was that a concern for you in, like, maybe showing her who she is? Because she's clearly, I don't, I mean, can I she speak I, for herself? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is a woman who is very high, is highly functional, takes care of, you know, an entire family. Yeah. Um. In, 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 in an extreme case, takes care of, you know, at the time, two children who were um, required full time, 24 hour, like, right. you know, live in nurse help. Um, and, and, and at the same time, managed to creatively explore and, and develop herself as an artist and take on sort of roles of her subconscious. I mean, like, I'm not sure if it's the healthiest way that she could have dealt with whatever she needed to deal with, but like, I don't, aside from maybe having a a slight, um, I'm blanking on the word, but like maybe she's a good liar, like she's comfortable lying, but I don't, I don't, I I can't speak to any diagnosis. Yeah. Mental or, you know, anything like that. Loved her braid, by the way. Yeah. I mean, for me, probs. I mean, I think if, if, my number one take. I think if there's one. One thing I can say about Angela, it's like she's too smart for her own good. Like she's she's like a caged beast. You know, like you can't. I think you said that to her in the movie. You were like, you have like a actual skill. Like why don't you, you like use this for something yeah. a value that's not fucking with people? Um, but I was so psyched when I saw it. my friend had a screener of it and brought it over, and I was had no idea what it was about. And I mean, I'd had friends who this had happened to um and continue to have friends who this happens to people fall for this shit all the time and i had never seen 
anyone address this topic at all and then to see it be un- unfold the way that it did. I mean, I just think it's like a super important story that needs to be out there. Like, and now it's obviously it's taken, it's gone so far. Yeah. Well, and it's still happening. No, there's no end to it. Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt like, well, I'll make a show about it and show people how to avoid it and we'll be talking about it. So it won't happen as much. And yet every day, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people are turning to these vague, unclear sort of mysterious relationships to give them some sense of hope and meaning. And without even knowing it, they're falling, you know, in love with people who, who give very little to no proof of who they are. Right. And they are people just dying to believe. Do you think that's what it is? They just want it. Yeah. Everyone wants to find their soulmate. Right. If we want us to use that as a segue. We do have a question about soulmates. Yeah. Um, do you want to, do you want to read that letter? Sure. You guys, uh, BT dubs want to throw out that <laughs> we're not sponsored by nature box, but I want to be sponsored by nature box, but we'll never be a sponsor by nature box unless they start to see a lot of traffic coming through. So as I've asked you, please go to naturebox.com slash please advise PLZ. Can you do that? And hit refresh as many times as you can. Oh. So that they'll start to see that hits are coming in to this one search but word. What, what does it go to when you... A 404 right. error. But you think they'll still see that? That, that, gets, that all that shit gets banked, especially... Yeah. I mean, one girl told me that she refreshed like 100 times in a day. Someone's got to pick up on that out in data, especially Nature Box, a, a young company. Right. That's really, why not. Why not just get in touch with them? Um, cause I'm, I'm, a, I like to be a little bit more terroristic than that. Right. Okay. Yeah. You prefer to use. <laughs> I want to be creative. I right. want, you know, hashtag malls army to rise up and, and make this happen for me. You guys, I have a surprise for you. My friends at Gorgeous Cosmetics reached out to me and they want to send one of our listeners a prize pack that's retailed at over $250. You will be custom shade matched for your foundation. Their foundation is the bomb and they've got all sorts of colors. So pretty much anyone will, this will work for pretty much anybody. Um, I maybe all people, I don't know. I can't, I, I don't like blanket statements, but I'm, I'm guessing that you probably will be able to find a match. Um, it's pretty easy to qualify. All you have to do is repost the photo on our Instagram. That's at please advise of the makeup. And then you need to follow, please advise, you got to be following us. You can follow, you got to follow Gorgeous Cosmetics Official at Gorgeous Cosmetics Official on Instagram and hashtag Gorgeous Please. That's Gorgeous PLZ. Jackson, our social media rebel, is going to pick one of you at random and we're going to run this contest through um, 17th of April. So good luck. Repost. Get free makeup. It's bomb makeup. And i um, excited for you guys. All right, so this is an email. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Do you believe in soulmates? That you have someone that is your other half but may have been separated from you intentionally by the spiritual world? Feeling so in tune and connected in a way that is hard to comprehend because you don't need words and or you have never met before. Being pushed to your limits because that person knows you so well. 
things such as locations, age, difference, or language barriers keeping you apart. Coincidences in certain dates, locations, names, having bizarre similarities in thoughts. I do believe in soulmates, and I have one. We are engaged now, but I have to make the move from Australia to America to be with him. Just wondering if you personally believe it is a real spiritual phenomenon. It's crazy that that's, that that's the the message you just had me read because I literally was just putting that together at the very end, and I be, was like, because oh. in addition to my recent weird sort of false soulmate prediction right. with this amazing woman from Australia, who's hopefully just now going to be a friend, right? Um, she's a really smart sort of TV personality, and pitched a show to me about exactly this she was like i want to make a show about people who are like star-crossed lovers who who for, for whatever reason like romeo and juliet like right. can't be together for whatever reason and one of them was like maybe they live far away and what would happen if they actually were together like would it work out like can you kind of what was what, what's it called like beat the odds or like against all odds like, right. right i love that and, yeah yeah it's a good idea yeah, I do believe in soulmates. I do. I like um, there's uh, in the symposium, there's. Um, That's interesting. Sorry. Go ahead. Soulmates. Uh, Are you saying it in, I in do regards to like lots of people having a soulmate or do you believe in soulmates? Like, I, well, I mean, like I consider both my boyfriend and my best friend a soulmate. Okay. I, I so so and 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 if you if it doesn't work out with this boyfriend, is there could like do you believe there could be another soulmate boyfriend? I mean, yeah. Or can I you think only that, have one? I or does think, that mean that like negates his title as your soulmate and that he wasn't really your soulmate? No, you I think that he will always, because of the timing of the way that things worked out for us, and like I just do believe that there there was like a hand over our relationship that like brought us together at exactly the right time, um, and that is, I think, a big thing too. It's, I believe that you can have a soulmate, but the timing with them can be wrong. Um, which what might about, be... What about trollmate? I just came up with that. Do you believe in trollmates? Um, like internet trolls that you... Mm-hmm. I really love. Mm-hmm. I do believe in that, actually. I love... Um, I love my trolls. I don't have many trolls. I actually am... Um, I think neutral enough. Or people get my shtick enough by now that... We should start a hashtag for Nick Kroll. He should have trollmates. That should, be his, that should be his fan army. I love Nick Kroll. Yeah, I think we should do that. Crawlmates. That's a good one. I love What that. about just someone you like to walk with? Like someone you're really good at walking with. Strollmates. Yeah. 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 And if you've and if you've had a few run ins with the law mm-hmm. and your and your parole officer is someone you really care about, mm-hmm. that could be your parole mate. You've is this <laughs> I mean this is a this is a fun game you're doing. Is it, is this something that you do a lot? This is what Max and I do all day long. We sit in the car drive because you see us driving to and from places, but twenty or thirty minutes of the car rides cut out because we're only talking about something relevant for those two minutes. And I respect of- that because it's it's uh, as intellectual as you can get while still making no sense. Right. Um, and whereas I like all I want to talk about most of the time is like reality TV. Um, Pretty Little Liars, um, like how upset I am at Pretty Little Liars right now. Yeah, I do this a lot. I think I like we. Someone will make a joke, or there'll be a clever 
pun that comes up. And then, like, immediately, me and Max, we go into very serious, like, think mode where it's like, okay, what else can we do? How can we shake this? How can we run with this? And then my head goes into, like, what's the next step? You know what I mean? Uh Like, so rather than just saying the, like, finding funny things, like, I want to set it up and I want to, like, layer it and I want to come up with something that, that makes it more than just a, a pun, but like a little story, right? You know, like the, did you did you guys ever hear about those? There's a there's a beautiful story about two people um, from somewhere in maybe Pennsylvania or like somewhere in the sort of Northeast that these two people um, they they were guys who had grown up together in this small town and they were always best friends and then they got jobs working in a coal mine. And From their coal mates. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And they fell in love. I think I hate <laughs> you. No, I don't. Do you want to know what it is? I'm intimidated by this game because my idea of a fun time is starting a long, elaborate story about how Christina breastfeeds her houseplants. Really? And, yeah, and it can go off on that for a solid 15, 20. Um, have before, too. But. Her houseplant is grows like crazy. Like she's definitely I'm saying I'm saying there's some extra nutrients in the mix. I don't know if you're lactating, you're if you can take a pill to take to to make yourself do that. But I think that it's an AIDS and photosynthesis, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Oh, I got one more. I just got one more. And I think you'll appreciate this. Maybe this is the one this is the one for you, Malls. Give it to me. Um, is there who do you who's the person in your life that like no matter where you are, what's happening, like when you're with them, you're always laughing. Derek. So he's your lol mate. Yeah. We've lost. We've completely this. We need to steer this ship. Yeah. Come on, Malls. We. What do you mean? This is what we do on the pod. We 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 bullshit. Um. Uh. Okay. So do you want to take a phone call? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Hi, so my name is Dorian, and my question is, where can I get money to pursue my career as a filmmaker? Thanks. So, well, I couldn't hear her name. Did you, did you catch it? It's like Joyanne. Joyanne, yeah. Um, well, I think before you pursue a career in filmmaking, you need to get some sleep yeah. because she sounded very tired, mm-hmm. right? V sleepy. Yeah, V and um, and then after that, I don't think you can f- you can't find money. I mean, I, I mean, not to, not to not to be too technical about it, but like the 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 only way that I know to success in filmmaking, which I've seen now from my own experience and the experience of my friends, many of whom are successful filmmakers, is to just start making stuff. Like even if you have to shoot your first film on your cell phone and edit it on your cell phone in iMovie, which costs like four bucks, I think, in the app store. Like, you can make a movie on your phone. And the crazy thing, and this is what I I can speak to from experience, is like, nobody really cares what movies look like if it's good. I mean, if if it's a good idea and it's put together artistically with care and, and thought, it can look like shit. More, more importantly, audio is is f- far more relevant. Like if if you can't hear what's happening, like then people can't deal with it. But just make something, and and then you'll have something. You need to give your, yourself some experience. 
So make some short films, even if it's on your phone. Find other people who want to make short films too. Put together a little group of people so that you're not by yourself. And then once you've got a little experience and you've got something to show, you know, there's Kickstarter, which I know a lot of people who are using that and like doing it successfully. Yeah. Um, so that's one place you can sort of get that free, was the free first money. thing that came yeah. to mind for me. But I think like the the first and only way to really start a film career is to just start making films, which now is easier than ever. Um and don't go for some big elaborate like don't try to raise money to make your first film. Like your first film should cost nothing. Right. And you should like ask your friends to shoot in their apartment and you should like borrow someone's car and you should Find some cool free locations around your town or wherever you live. Like, I've like done everything I've ever done for free. Yeah. Like well, I and like if you put up a flyer in a coffee shop, like, hey, I'm like trying to make a short film, looking for people to work with me on it. Like people will. There are other people who want to make short films too. Absolutely. Um. So aside from you know Craigslist working at, working the streets, I think Craig Craigslist. You know what I would do. I would sell crack like Jay Z did to get his career. I would. That's true. I would, yeah, start to push push a lot of weight. Is that the expression? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I push some weight. Um, or I have a friend who made an independent film that was, you know, like bought and shown yeah. in theaters, and he made that um, film with money he made selling weed. So. You might want to just like, you can do it, you know, the way that has integrity, but then you can also do those other things too, which I think is important to. Right. I mean, no one cares how you succeed. Just succeed. You could suck your way to that budget. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm not judging you. Whatever you have to do. But I think before people, you know, the. You, the first thing you need to start your career in filmmaking is not money. Girl, you can suck your way to Sundance. Yeah. No, that should be my next ebook. Suck your way to success. <laughs> yeah. It's, I could be like Dr. Laura, like where I can tell sometimes that she doesn't really know what she's talking about. Like, but I could guess, I think, how you could. Since, since we're on the sort of topic of inappropriate, somewhat inappropriate sexual conduct, uh, I had an experience. It's a just, judgment on sex work. Just this morning. That I think I, I I think I need to talk about what. So I took a uh, like an exercise class at Crunch Gym. I've never been there. A friend of mine invited me to go with her to take a, an exercise class, and I'm trying to clear my head and like see friends and talk to people. So I was like, great, that's just what I need because I don't want to mope around all day. And I went to the class, and then afterwards, I went. You know, we said goodbye, and I went to the men's locker room to shower and get ready to come here. And I had a little time, so I went into the steam room. And as I was kind of walking in, there was one guy inside who was leaving, so I was in there by myself for a few a minute. And then another guy came in and sat down. I mean, it's not like a big. The steam rooms aren't big. Fully naked. I was had a towel around my waist, as did he. Oh no, 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 both of us towels around our waist. And I was sitting on like. You know, there's usually like one or two tiers in right. a steam room. So there's like the lower bench and then there's the hopper bench. So I had sat on the upper bench because it's hotter. The higher yeah. you, the higher up you are in a steam room, the hotter it is. So I had sat on the upper bench and the guy sat down kind of opposite me like it's a corner. So I was on one side of the L of benches and he was sort of on the other. And he sat on the lower one. And right away I noticed that like he was looking in my direction. And... The more I sort of noticed, the more it became clear that he was looking at my, like, 
crotch He was region. cruising you. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, no, nah, this is kind of weird. Like, but whatever. I'm not going to be in here that long. But then he started like very obviously touching himself. Right. And I was, and I. Wait, what? Come on. I need more of a description of that. How very, how well, was so it very So he was like obvious? leaning forward, like with his elbows on his, on his, on his thighs. And his right, one of his arms, I don't know if his right or left arm, had like, you know, was bent back towards his penis. Right. And like very clear to me that he was like working t- towards arousing himself. And, and I thought like, wow, this, ha- this is happening. Like I've never, I, I mean, I've, I guess in like. How old was he? He was, I think, at least in his late 30s, maybe early 40s. Were you attracted to him? <laughs> no. <laughs> um. I had to try. And and so I was thinking to myself, like, okay, how long do I stay in here? And should I say something? And then somebody came, some, the door opened, someone else started walking in. So like, okay, great. I'll just like, I'm leaving. But I, I feel like that I- That makes like, you look guilty. Well, no, oh, I don't even care about that. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, I wanted to say something. Like, I wanted to confront him and be like, dude, are you fucking serious? Like, right. I don't give a shit what you- want to do like good like if like find god find whatever makes you happy but like how just inappropriate and disgusting that you would do that i mean and maybe i'm in like a west hollywood crunch and that's just like what's expected i don't know but like weird i mean that's does that doesn't happen in women's locker rooms does it uh well no but there were some um i mean is that just because guys are a lot of lingering animal williams uh dressing room recently locker room i thought there's there a lot of lingering that i was like oh, you know yeah. what like you're a little too comfortable right. being naked in here right now but i just couldn't believe that it really happened to me i uh i i'm really i mean i'm not like traumatized in any significant way but i just i was like wow that's so weird i'm pretty torn on this issue like as if like i as if like i should if whether or not i'm surprised by it because i feel like like men are scary and and kind of perverts in a lot of ways. Many men can be. So like right. I I don't know if it. Would I guess that that maybe it's the first time I've felt like violated. Sec- yeah, sexually. I mean, and I'm I'm fine, but I can't. I mean, I guess if, as part of a discussion here with three ladies, like, does that? I mean, I guess I can sort of now just begin to sort of speak to how awkward it must be for you on a much more regular basis to just have like guys looking at you and thinking about that sort of thing and saying inappropriate things and doing inappropriate things all the time. I'm pretty oblivious, so I don't notice if that ever happening, (laughs) but I know that other, that people with normal brains will appreciate that sentiment a lot. I think it's also like, I am from New York city, so I experience that a lot. Um, cause you're just around more people in proximity relations. So like, I've definitely been groped. I've definitely like been flashed. Um, but yeah, it's, can it's I ask, can we, can with. we, can we keep going on this? Cause yeah. I'm curious. So one thing that I hate, but I I don't know how to deal with is, you know, I'm around women as like anybody all the time. Right. And it, especially in, you know, evening social settings, like, women will be dressed nicely. And oftentimes that means like a revealing top, something that showcases their breasts. And even though I'm, I'm in no way like a perv staring at girls' boobs, like I can't help but 
like in turning my head or like uh, I, my eyes will catch what, well, it, what I'm intended to spread. Like, that. I mean, that's yeah. the intention. And yet I can, I, oh, and maybe I'm too self-conscious about it, but like I can always tell that, a, that when that happens, when my eyes great, you know, pass over a girl's boobs, like she almost always notices. And then I feel like I've, I've now like made her uncomfortable. I think and most it's like, but what am I supposed to do? Like, but no, when but I, someone at the club is checking them out, is that wrong? Is it? But uh, so it's. I'm just asking. Like, do I have? To, should I feel bad about it? Like, do I? Is, am I being judged by that woman now? Like, oh, he totally checked out my boobs. I mean, you're gonna. I'm not you're even gonna doing anyone's, it intentionally. I'm not everyone's even, like, clocking I'm not even, the tits in the room. Everyone's clocking the tits in the room. Like that's just. But, the, but that's, that, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, I'm it happens. Saying... It gets to a point sometimes that it happens so often, and you get so used to it that it's just kind of like whatever. But, but... I always feel like when I, when it happens with me, like I always I notice that they've seen me do it, and then immediately I feel like they make some sort of like very clear. And maybe I'm just maybe girls are just per, per, like grossed out by me, but like then immediately I feel like they they like whatever they have to do, like close their shirt a little bit or like change their posture, or like to to avoid that happening again. And I'm always like, oh, shit, did I just make them uncomfortable? Because I didn't, like, I wasn't staring at their boobs, but I, I couldn't help my eyes dip down there for a second because there's, there, there they are. And, like, and then all of a sudden I feel badly, like, I've somehow made them uncomfortable. But I don't, you know, how you can know? I, I, I can't not do it. Like, it's, it's not, it's, it's, I'm fighting, like, just my human, inst- my primal human instinct, you know, male instinct. I mean... Yeah, I think that I mean I I think you kind of look at everyone that you see. Like I I am, and I understand you're talking specifically about like grazing, you know, the boobs a little longer than Quick glance. Yeah. No, it's not even longer. It's yeah. like it's short. It's the shortest possible like glance. Like oh, I, I, just, I didn't mean to look at your boobs, but I I couldn't help it. And then oh shit, you realized that I saw them. I think and some now people like, feel I don't violated think, by yeah. that. Some we can't people. speak for all women. No. You know what I mean? It's just within our the context within our own experiences and how we deal with it. But it could also just be like they adjust themselves because they're like, oh, the, I'm dis- being distracting and people oh, are listening okay. to what I'm saying or who I am as a person. Interesting. And it's just like, yeah. I what do you guys? But I know if I am wearing a short dress, it's because I want my legs to be seen. Like I want to like do that moment and I'm not why would I like I've never take offense sex I'm like yeah you're I'm like literally wearing right. the shortest possible dress so I I don't know like I think it's all I wouldn't but what, what I would say is I think that it's a per, it's a personal relationship that each woman sure. has with herself and um, you shouldn't beat yourself up too much about it but I think that it's nice that you think about that yeah, I just I'm very self conscious about like not making other people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it, even in an accidental way that like I I don't mean to do, you know. But I'm just curious if that's like as women do do, do you notice guys yes. are always like oh yeah yeah just like even like nice guys that you're friends with like can't help that yeah. but look at you in in some sort of like way. Yeah, yeah, you okay, can. So it's yeah, not just it's me. even okay. like it's quick. You know, <laughs> yeah, you can, right. sometimes you just like I said, I can't speak for all women, but sometimes you just kind of accept it for what it is, and you're like, oh, I have to like adjust my right. shirt okay. so they're paying attention to me again. Or yeah, I don't well, know. On behalf of all of us, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're we're trying. Do you want to take another call? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, malls and please advise crew. Um, I'm Ash. I'm from Australia, and I'm 19. 
Um, and this is about a guy. He's low-key gorgeous, smart, sweet in a really subtle way, which just kills me. Um, and we have really killer chemistry. Um, we kind of started seeing each other about eight months ago when we met pretty randomly but had mutual friends. Um, and from the start, I really liked him and I went into it hopeful for a relationship because I thought he was really great, but he went into it hopeful for a friends with benefits situation, which I realized about two months into it. Um, and I broke up with him then because I just didn't think I could do the f just physical kind of thing. But the next six weeks was just really horrible and um, he ended up messaging me. So we kind of got back together and have been hanging out for the last few months. And I've been growing to like him more and more and we're just at a place where we're so comfortable with each other. And I feel like we've really grown a lot. And um, a couple of days ago I was talking to him about why we're not dating and why it's not happening like that. And he kind of opened up to me about this crazy fear of commitment. And it all made sense because he had a really shitty past relationship with a girl that he was really in love with. And she cheated on him. And um, so, yeah, I know for a fact that he's not into other girls and not in a place of pursuing them, and I'm not in a place of pursuing other guys, but it just hurts to be so invested in something when he's not as into it as I am. And also our friends with benefits set up is really complicated too, because I am this virginal 19-year-old who knows that casual sex is not for her, and so we pretty much just do everything but full-blown sex. Which is also hard saying no because I'm super into him, but I know that it would hurt too much. So my question is, should I break it off even though last time hurt like hell? Or should I wait for this lone wolf phase of his to pass and just be patient? Thanks guys, please advise. Girl, you like... You get to decide how you are treated in a relationship. And if you're not getting what you want, then you like need do the you have to do the hard thing and move away because I don't think that you can like talk yourself in to being cool with like getting less than what you want and feel you deserve. That's my personal opinion. You that's not your group opinion for everyone in here. Well, I know that there's also people that are like, you know, there's a lot of people no, that who would, would just say, give sweeping like this is what you should or shouldn't do. Monogamy isn't like, right. you know, there, there would be that. I but I'm not I'm yeah. not one of those. I think you got to like you'll find someone better. Like you learn like you will. Like you learn so much from each romantic encounter you have. It's okay if it ends like you will have learned so much and I don't believe people ever really do worse. Like I think that you're always going like you're always going to date someone a little bit more improved than the last person that you were with i feel like this is tough it's, it's tough i mean i threw my virginity away at 15 
you know, as quickly as I could just because that was, that was my way of trying to convince myself that I was cool or, you know, had confidence or was in some way like worthy of, of anything. Cause if like, you know, if a girl wanted to have sex with me, then like that must mean that I've got some value. Um, and I, I don't regret it, but it definitely set me off on, I think, a, a period of my life where sex was a lot less important to me and, and valuable than, I, than I've now kind of, well, that I'm learning now that it can be. Uh-huh. So I like that this girl's careful. I think that's important. Oh, yeah. More so than, than ever before because people seem to like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's probably the same. Like as a it's Jonas been, brother, but... and I think that that's good. She's sticking to her commitment. But to I mean, I, I, I just think it's sort of bullshit. Like the whole guy fear of commitment thing. No, it's it's like it's he's a... just not that into you one hundred and one. Right, right. Um, I mean, I, if they're exclusively seeing each other, and then may, maybe he is that into her. Right. Um, but. I don't know. I mean, if if I dated a, a virgin, the first girl, like girl that I was ever in love with in college, she was 19, uh-huh. and it drove me crazy at first because I was like, oh, my God, I really want to sleep with this girl. But then I I saw the opportunity. I was like, oh, wait, I can if – sh- if I commit to her and really get into this relationship, I don't know how long it will take, but – what a great reward to have to like earn her trust. No, no. And in, in like a beautiful way, I was like, right. If I can really show her sincerely that like she matters to me and, 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 and gain her trust because she's a serious, strong young woman, like that, that will be such a wonderful way to signify that sort of achievement in, in intimacy. Okay. And, and, and I did and like, you know, and it was, and it was great. It led to a really wonderful, you know, young love affair between me and, and this wonderful woman. Um, and and even me, as fucked up and crazy and, like, confused as I was back then, like, I even saw that opportunity and recognized it and, like, jumped on it. Yeah. So if this guy... Because this girl seems pretty... Sounds like a sort of lovely, beautiful soul, like a very calm, considerate person who really thinks things through. So I don't think she's messing around with some idiot... But if he's not sort of smart enough to recognize that at, after this many months of dating you, like, I don't think that's what he wants, right. obviously. Yeah, no. And that's so her obvious. theory of, like, should I stick it out and maybe we'll see what happens, like, I don't know. I feel, you know, I, yes, I think you should break it off. A guy should be like, be like, yeah, you're my girl. Like, that, that's what I think everyone deserves. Like, I if a guy, if you, the guy that you are with, like, has to hem and haw over whether or not he's going to be with you, like, right? You're I not, agree. You can't but, make someone change. But the other side of it is like, and this is sort of what you said. You know, you're gonna ha- you you can live your life sort of thinking that you'll you'll only have beautiful, perfect relationships, and that maybe you know the first person you sleep with will be the love of your life. And and I hope that's true for those of you who, who want that. But like, I can also say that like you, Molly, right. you have to have relationships. You have to screw up. You have to make mistakes. You have to get your heart broken. All this cliche shit we've all heard a million times, like so that you actually know what you want and what you deserve and what you don't want. And so while I, like I could tell this girl, you know, break up with this guy, um, 
if he because he doesn't appreciate you enough. If you found someone that you really care about, then ha- like go for it. Have an experience. Don't expect it to be magic, fireworks, fairy tale, happy ending. Just like accept that this is someone who cares about you. And while they may not care about you as much as they possibly can, like it's still a nice thing. And it still can you can still learn from it and enjoy it. And if it lasts six more months or six more years, like then great. I don't know. I the only reason why I've never been able to do that, like where I've been in a situation where I want to be with someone that I'm dating and I want them to make a commitment and they don't want to give it to me. I just know that I've always felt like I traded a part of my soul. Like that I like was betraying myself by engaging someone who couldn't give me what I felt I needed. But, like, but that's the thing. Like, to wait around for the one person who can give you everything that you need, right. I think is it's it's irresponsible to yourself because you don't even know what you need at 19 years old. Right. I mean, like, you you got to learn that by having experiences where you're deprived of what you like. I, I just it's sort of a it's a funny weird balance where it's like. On one hand, you know what you want and you're not getting it. But on the other hand, you really don't know what you want because you've never had it. So, like, how how far do you let yourself go in an experience before you remove yourself in, in search for something else better? That's true. I guess there's that. Do you, you think that you they know, do anal when they say everything I right? don't think so. She doesn't you don't sound. You know. doesn't sound like an anal girl. But I did just fall in love with her. Yeah. Listening to that message. I mean, this, she sounds perfect. Aww. Like, this is the most beautiful, lovely young lady ever. I mean, that was the dream. That was the girl that I fell in love with in Catfish. Like, it was a, a sort of exotic, faraway girl who's 19, virgin. Like, it's, it's, it's a thing of magic. Like, this girl is, you know, the ultimate guy fantasy. A lot of guys don't want to sleep with virgin. No, I don't mean the virgin specifically, but like a pure heart. Right. Like it's just an innocent, lovely woman who hasn't been and I don't think the virgin thing is is so much like, oh, that's hot because she's like whatever whatever gross guys would think about it. But like in my eyes, it just means like you you will only know my love. And so my love will be like, you can't compare it to anyone. Right. So it will be the best and only thing you know. Like that, I think as a guy, that's that's attractive because, w- I, and I can't speak for all guys, but I can I can conjecture that like, I think a lot of men feel and compare themselves and feel insecure about, you know, how they are in bed. Right. You know, and their lovemaking ability. And so to, to have a girl that can't compare you to anybody is sort of like a wonderful idea. Because, like, whatever you do, like, they just think it's great. Well, well maybe hopefully. this girl <laughs> yeah, right. will, um... So you can email me. I was just going <laughs> to say, say, she should reach out. It sounds like you're willing to give her the commitment that she's looking for. <laughs> exactly. Do we know her name? I want to... Does she have an Instagram? Ash. Ashley. Ash. No Instagram? No Instagram. Ashley from Australia. That's a catfish. I don't know what I'm going to do. That was a fake call. I can't let that happen to you again. Because of you. Uh-huh. Next call, please. Um, hi, my name's 
Jazz, and I have a question for me. Um, why do you think people still go online on, like, Facebook and stuff like that, trying to find someone that's not a legitimate, you know, person? Like, I know there's, like, um, like there's online, like, um, websites that you can go on and find someone, but why would someone go on Facebook knowing that there's probably, there's a 90% chance that they will get catfished and they watch the show? So, um, you're yes. awesome, and yeah. I would love to you to call back, please, and give us your thoughts on a lot of different things, because you sound like someone I, I need to be talking to, but... Um, I think what you were asking was why do people still go on Facebook to fall in love when they know that they could be getting catfished? Well, the, yeah, or, or or maybe just why do people still go on Facebook at all? Um, no, she was. I think oh, oh. Was talking. You think people go on Facebook to fall in love? You think that? That's I think her, that that's impression? what she. That's yeah. Or yeah. Right. Or why do they allow themselves to fall in love with people who they meet on Facebook? That could be it too. Yeah. Right. Like there's a lot of options. Well, clearly, but, but clearly, because yeah. Jazz is a fan of the show, she she recognizes that lots of people on our show meet via Facebook, right, or similar social media platforms that don't offer any validate a verification as to who the person you're talking to is. And you're a hundred percent right. Like there there is no answer. It's just a great question. Like. Why do we allow ourselves to get to get into these romantic and you know engagements with people whom we don't know? And I think, from my very recent experience and my less recent experience with internet romance, there's something really exciting and and romantic about the mystery of internet love. And I think the less you know about someone, you've got mail, right? Yeah. The less you know about someone, the more intrigued you are. Like, nothing turns me on more than a girl whose Instagram is set to private. Like, I want to, like, if I can't look at your pictures, I want to see them more. You know what I mean? I mean, because I'm really Because it's like, oh, what's she hiding? Well, it's like, oh, no, no, no. It's not not what's she hiding. It's, ooh, this girl, like, has, has like, respect for herself and doesn't need to parade... Like she, she doesn't care that lots of people will or won't see her pictures or how many likes she gets. Like she does it for herself, and that suggests like a confidence and resolute sort of nature to her that like she doesn't need like prying eyes. Like she's she's got her own thing going, and and I'm not part of it. And and then like I want to get into that party. Like you want, you know, it's like oh, there's a there's like a velvet rope to that club, and I can't just walk in and check it out. So I've got to like. I want to know who's in there, what's going on. It's like a VIP section. I remember when I was single that I would um, think that guys who didn't have Twitter were really like, uh, like there was something very appealing about guys that didn't have Twitter. Like to me, it just was like, oh, that's so like masculine. Um, but we're, you know, in a world where a lot of people are have to do self-promotion and like have that kind of presence on Instagram and can't be private. Do you judge a person for that? No. Do I judge a person for being online? No, for for being um self-promotional. No. I mean, I do it, obviously. Yeah. But 
I think in terms of the romance of the internet, like the less, I mean, nowadays it's it's so easy to find out who someone is and see the pictures of them and from the, you know on the beach over the summer and where they go to eat and like what kind of apartment they live in and like all you kind of you can just find out everything you want to know about them and and very quickly judge whether or not you're into that or not. Right. And I have no idea why that relates to jazz, jazz, Jasmine. But um, that's my girl, Jazz. Just start calling back with like all your questions, all your anything that you want to talk about. Just you don't even have to maybe ask. The, the but maybe the answer is be- I just think it's overwhelmingly that people are people are lonely. Yeah. More and more isolated because people are fucking lonely. Right. And, the, and and so if, if the majority of your interactions with other human beings is on Facebook, it's impossible to avoid romantic interactions because human beings want to be romantic. And so if you're living online, you're going to have to, you know, engage in a romantic way with people. After you were initially catfished, did you avoid online dating or any meeting people online completely? No, I actually was meeting a lot of, I mean, not meeting, but like I was engaging with people on the Internet a lot after that which is sort of how the show was born. Um, but I've never engaged, I've never used the internet with the intention of dating. I've never been on a dating website. I've never filled out an application or like created a profile. So I'm not part of the millions and millions of people. You're not on Tinder. Or right, no, I'm not. Um, and I don't even have a, fa- a personal Facebook page anymore because like it was such a huge distraction. And that's part of what I'm, what I'm going through now, which is just like I've got to learn how to live my life without the constant distraction and stimulation of like social media because it just holds me down yeah i feel that so that's it's been really hard but like i haven't checked even i think it's been like a day now that i just haven't checked social my my social media do you delete your apps i think i'm thinking about it yeah yeah i do that once in a while give myself a little like right my only concern is not remembering my passwords, um, but I think I've got them all down. But like one thing that I just did was I I I'm now just leaving my cell phone on moon mode uh-huh. all the time, and so like it won't distract me. And when I have a moment, I'll look at my phone and be like, oh, I got some texts, and oh, I got an email. But like I don't need to get those things as they come in. No, that impulse to respond immediately is like right, uh, yeah, and so like. Even just that's been really nice for the last two days, just not constantly getting distracted by my phone. And and then, like, after an hour realizing, oh, I haven't looked at my phone an hour, like, let's see. And, oh, I got a text. Great. You know, like, but live your life. Yes. I mean, I haven't been living my life. I've been, I mean, I've been living a life, but, like, it's very diluted by the millions of other people's lives who have sort of been I have no idea we can cut all this I lost my no I think I I just I think what you're saying is is that you um you, sometimes you just get caught up and you get, when you, know, in you, get you get lost a little bit and you lose right. yourself well, and that's and a very scary feeling totally and maybe what I was trying to get at is that like what what social media platforms have given a lot of people is oh well my life's unsatisfying so if I can accumulate little tiny pieces of lots of other people's lives that are more interesting than mine, it will give me the same satisfaction of actually living that life when I'm not. Right. And that's dangerous because 
sit, you know, reading lots of other people's tweets and seeing their pictures of their vacations and like hearing what they're doing does not replace doing those things. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think for me, because I am lucky that I get to go places and I have this great job, like I use social media more for like the emotional fill in. Like I'm, I'm filling in for the fact that I feel lonely and like sort of can like lost and I don't have the friend community that I wish I did because I'm never around in one place right. long enough to actually have a group of friends. So like the social media f f sort of pur pur purpose of social media for me is to like sort of just keep me company. Right. Um, and I need to like get out of that cycle because it's not really keeping me company. It's just distracting me. So that's what I'm trying to do now. Well, I think that's good. And thank you for coming on and, and sharing with us. It's very self-aware of you to like come to that point. A lot of people need to hit a real wall before they have that sort of realization. So good for you for giving yourself that time. And that's really great. Thanks. Um, you guys can call us with your updates, 323-450-7408. Email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All those things, just Google, please advise, you'll find us. Go to soundcloud.com slash please advise, listen to older ups of our show. And of course, you can subscribe on iTunes. We love that. iTunes subscribers. We're going to get that nature box money. It's got to start coming in. Sriracha cashews. I'm not paying for any of that. I just want them to come to my house. Um, all right, Nave, thank you so much for coming on. Do you um, just... Rotten Catfish and your book in real life, which I read the first four chapters of and left on a beach. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. But I bought it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, I the only thing I would want to let people know about is that I also have a podcast. Where, oh, that's right. Where I talk you have about a new podcast. Sort of life and catfish and relationships and anything that kind of pops up. So if you're on SoundCloud, you can check it out. It's is it in real life podcast? I think it's in real life podcast. You probably know the name of your own But it's called IRL. Like <laughs> right. you can hear on on, on iHeartRadio and iTunes, I think it's just called IRL with Neve. But the domain on SoundCloud might be in real life podcast. Okay, cool. Well, um, I'm going to – I'm a big You'll repost some. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah. I'll repost you. you repost me. We'll do a little link Maybe share. Maybe you'll come on and be a guest. Oh, I would love that. Totally. Yeah. I'm promote my new book, The Alcoholic Bitch Who Ruined Your Life, which comes out again on May 12th, I believe. Um, That's soon. Pre-sale will be up very soon. Yeah, the cover's like sickening, so. And, you know, the words are pretty good, too. All right. Uh, talk to you guys next week. Bye, Nate. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you.